Hey everyone, welcome to the Trail Life Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Stoner. This is a special race recap. Uh, a couple weeks ago, a uh, friend of the podcast and friend of the trail community, Hector Rodriguez, completed his virtual uh, Tahoe 200 here in and around San Diego County. And uh, any of you in San Diego had a chance to go out, you'd know that there was a little bit of a crazy, uh, crazy sections of the course and, and some really inspirational stuff going on too. And, and it's... Uh, I truly respect this individual and, and he's done so much for the community. So I'm excited to talk to Hector and, and hear a little bit more of the stories that uh, kind of happened during, during, his, uh, during his own race. Let's get right into it with Hector Rodriguez. Well, help me turn the turning. Well, help me get it right. Man, uh, yeah, that that turned out wild for sure. I mean, every day was just something unexpected, which I guess I kind of expected, you know, when when making or trying to design my own 200 point to point course around the city of San Diego and trying to hit some of the landmarks I wanted to hit. Um, I guess. You know, I, I definitely was expecting some wild cards, but we definitely had a whole ton of them. So but we finished. So it was a blast. So you started uh, on September 10th, right, in downtown uh, San Diego Peco Park and went, uh, I guess it would be kind of southeast um, over over yeah. to that area. And then it loops around, obviously, to up into the uh, El Cajon Mountain over to uh, Iron Mountain to Mission Trails over to the and, and you finished at the beach. You were actually able to finish at at uh, Belmont Park and in Mission Beach. So yeah, what was so obviously the first you're starting at six o'clock in the morning on a, on Friday is the like I from what I understand the first like stage of that is is pretty smooth. Um, everything's going pretty good. How was the getting started with everything and then the, where the transitions kind of happened? Like, where did you, did you notice anything that you've had to change? Because I noticed in one of your Instagram uh, posts, you, you guys were jumping fences, man. <laughs> yeah. And that was just a start. And that was like nothing compared to everything else that happened. You're right. Like the first maybe 20 miles were were pretty, pretty just kind of as expected. We basically ran down, not the coast, but very along the coast uh, and then went through like kind of Bonita. We went up Mount Miguel and then the way it kind of came down, my the, 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 the tool that I used to design the course didn't show me a lot of things like it didn't show me <laughs> like, hey, this is private land. Hey, this is trespassing. This is Indian land. Um, here's fences. Here's barbed wire fences. So I didn't see all of that. So coming out of Mount Miguel, there was definitely a fence. Uh, me and uh, for those that are in the local community, Ultra Izzy uh, had uh, some fun jumping that one. So that was okay. And then we ended up, you know, continuing kind of through um I guess maybe it's, it's considered maybe Chula Vista or Hamul and worked our way south. The next kind of like wild part was uh, we went into the Otay Mesa Mountains because there's some really good vert there. But we started there. It was me, uh, my buddy Justin and Kat uh, basically did that section together. And it was just wild to see how much action is in those mountains with the Border Patrol. 
it was unreal. It's like there's literally like a whole other world there. And the way the Border Patrol moves through those mountains with four-wheelers, with their trucks, was just wild uh, to see them moving like with such purpose. Frankly, now looking back at it, I think the, the three of us are like, wow, that was pretty wild, pretty <laughs> dangerous um, to just be rolling around the mountains with the Border Patrol just like in such action. Um, thankfully they, uh, they were, they had like eyes on us the whole time. Um, and as soon as we kind of like made our way, they hit us up and we told them what we were doing and then they were like, okay, cool. And then like throughout like our adventure through the Otay mountains, they kind of like would different people would kind of just spot check and they were all pretty much cool. And they were like, yo, we're radioing the other agents around letting them know that you guys are there and and hopefully they stop bugging and and as we went going like they started waving and and you know say saying high fives and all that stuff but eventually even one one guy pulled over and started having a conversation with us and was like yeah we just caught 10 people you know and then justin <laughs> who was with me was like man like he goes I swear I just saw eyes, like a bunch of eyes down in the brush over there, you know? So he doesn't know if he was tripping or if really there was like people <laughs> like on the side, but man, that was just gnarly and wild. And what, what, and, what time, you know, what time of day was, were you guys going through this? Were like, and I talked to it, Justin it was, about that too. Okay. And cause I talked to him about that and he did say that he was seeing eyes, but you guys were also seeing backpacks and stuff along the trail too. Like it was just like people leaving stuff there. Was that the same so spot earlier? In the day, there's a, a, a point uh, in the trails, kind of, there's a skydive, a skydive park, I guess you could say, okay. uh, down there off of Otay Lakes Road. And I think the section we were called, that we were climbing was called Horseshoe Peak. I had never done it before, but I didn't pay attention to it. I think I was just kind of like so focused on just doing what I do and getting in my zone to to go the 200 miles but justin was like man um he was tripping out on he kept seeing all these backpacks everywhere and uh i forgot who he had a conversation with uh later it might have been daniel smith from san diego trail runners and then they were like yeah that's common you know that's that's normal so that was kind of trippy for him to be seeing like these backpacks and we have no idea what was in them or what was going on but <laughs> i was clueless to it so yeah it was just it was gnarly it was wild so you guys get out of the border patrol area um, and over, you know, past from wool and everything else. So what's, what was after that section? Did that wasn't the, was that El Cajon mountain was that was next after that? No, we started working. Uh, I don't, I don't know the name of the peaks if they're considered Hamul, but we kind of worked our way down. We saw some wild dogs that were kind of eyeing us. Um, and uh, there were some lands that, Maybe we trespassed. Maybe we didn't, you know? <laughs> maybe, maybe not. Uh, yeah, maybe, maybe not. But we, we got the heck out of there as soon as possible. And then I think it's called Gaskill Peak, Gaskill or Dawson Peak. It was literally like these two peaks, if I recall correctly, that like were really burnt up. And so when I got there, it was daytime. Uh, and we had a buddy come and, and pace me for that section. It was just really hot in the day. And then it felt like the ground was really hot. And it was like very burnt. Um, so nothing, nothing too wild there. But I did come through this section getting into there where I think it was private lands again. But 
thankfully we were able to get in and out of those trails really fast again like that the map's not telling me what's private and what's public uh but i think that we probably weren't supposed to be there thankfully we moved super fast through that and i think the next section where we you know started having some trouble was we popped out somewhere around barona we i think we hit that on our way to uh or maybe we hit that after elk cajon mountain and so I guess I'll say that I was the I think it was a big knucklehead move for me to put El Cajon Mountain like 130 miles into the race <laughs> to go and do that climb and that heat was really just not a good move. That was really tough. Yeah, the heat took out like a lot of my pacers. I mean, I had people struggling on that one. Yeah, for anybody who's listening in and doesn't know El Cajon Mountain, it's it's one of the most technical and hardest mountains in, in San Diego County. It's, it's brutal and it's out in the kind of east, southeast county. So it gets super hot, like Hector said, especially midday. I mean, it can get up to that 9,500, 100 degrees, if not hotter sometimes. Yeah, I, I think it was like 90 to 100 degrees. We had some people really struggling and I kind of had a really freaking surreal moment. Um, towards the end of that, I was uh, coming down the mountain and we had somebody struggling with hydration. So um, I think the team called out to the crew and was like, hey, you know, like, like somebody needs to bring this pacer some water. So thankfully, like I had a lot of people with us. So all of a sudden I'm I'm hiking down the trail, like ready for this to be over. And I look out and just is flying down the mountain. I see this monster, this beast just running. And you know, like how when we see like trail races, we'll see the people with like the little like handheld. Sometimes people ultra running yeah. with the little handheld. I see this guy running and instead of it being a little handheld, he's like gripping or holding a whole gallon of water and just <sighs> flying down the mountain. And then I look and it's Justin. I'm like, Oh man. So oh, he came flying, holding the gallon of water. Like it's, you know, five ounces of weight. Like it, it didn't <laughs> impact them. Flew past me and, and, you know, helped the person out with, with getting them some hydration. So that was a, a really cool athletic feat to kind of see him flying, man. He's a he's a beast. <laughs> so you guys get done off Alcorn Mountain, and this is where I think it gets interesting for you guys because you're now into uh, reservation land, right, yeah. with Barona and stuff. So what, what happens in that area once you guys are able to relax a little bit? And obviously you've kind of had a chance to – sit down for a second and go. But um, I, I heard it was a little bit tricky with dealing with some of the the reservation police. Yeah. Before that, though, at uh, the El Cajon Mountain Trailhead, which was like maybe the only bummer of the race was somebody broke my passenger side window and stole my sister's duffel bag. And I had oh, my I didn't know that. headphones. Uh, oh, shit. Yeah. And, and so we had that was like a, a bad experience uh, of of somebody, you know, stealing our stuff. So, or stealing my sister's stuff specifically, I didn't let that like, you know, get me too down. Once I felt that everybody was safe and was okay, then, uh, we kept going. So then we hit the Barona section and the way the course had me going was going down, uh, like the main road and then going into the trails. So as soon as we were going to go through like a neighborhood to get on the trails, the tribal police, I guess, you know, basically asked us like, well, what the heck are we doing? And said like, we got to go back. We got to get out of there. 
And then uh, thankfully, uh, Justin and this guy, Phil, started kind of like talking to him. And I was just like, like, I'm going to use this break. So I'm sitting there and they basically they informed them of like, hey, like we're on this this 200 mile run. I just need to get six miles and I'm out of the land and I need to get to the next mountain so I can get my miles, get my vert. Um, and they were like, they were like, no, at first they're like, no, you guys need to turn around. You guys need to get out of here. And then once they kind of got an idea, I, I showed them like my miles and everything. Then they're like, okay, they're like, we're not gonna, we, you can't go into any of the residential lands, but you could stay on the main road. It's highly dangerous. There's some parts that have no shoulder and we don't recommend it. But if you want to keep going, we won't arrest you or we won't kick you out, but that's gonna be the only way. You cannot go in any of these residential streets. So I was like, okay. Uh, and thankfully again, I had, so like all of these crazy scenarios, I always had Justin with me. So I don't know if, what he's bringing or what, but <laughs> he's a big dude. So basically we're like, all right, fill up this guy, fill up. And my sister, uh, eventually pulled over on the side and figured out a reroute because now I had to stay on the main road, which added miles. And I had to figure out, I think we were going to iron mountain after that. So I had um, Justin and I have this other buddy named Julian, who's also a big dude who kind of like, like they're such a big presence that when cars are coming, like they're hard to miss. Yeah. So thankfully I had both those guys kind of like, like shielding me and stayed with me the whole time um, as I'm going through, you know, this kind of like two lane highway and we would jump on the shoulder. Sometimes the shoulder would get small or not. And we were, <laughs> jump sides of the streets that way we're like kind of staying out of the main road until we got the heck out of there uh but definitely the town rightfully so wasn't too happy with our presence yeah. because it was very dangerous and i don't recommend it but i didn't want to because if i i don't know of the rules for sure but i think if i would have gotten a car you know that would have jacked me up so yeah. i was gonna do everything i could to not have this uh jeopardize my race or my triple crown they would have had to catch me <laughs> oh, and how and what so do you recall what what uh, where you were at in your mileage at that stage because this is we're all we're now we're now like what third uh, almost second almost into the third day i guess at this point yeah like i would somewhere. guess like maybe 150 something like that yeah 140 150 miles so just having to deal with that stuff like that deep into into this 200 course here <laughs> it's not something that well, like it, that uh probably puts this pretty well yeah but like i don't know like it was it was easy decision for me uh just because like i was like justin you down and he's like hell yeah dude like let's go <laughs> and so as <laughs> long as i had just somebody with me like i just knew that we would get through it you know like i don't know there was just something inside of me just said long as like i got somebody with me we'll figure this out and, you know, we'll overcome these barriers and we'll just keep trucking along. And yeah. that's what happened. And that's what we did. Nice, man. So then, uh, after you get out of Barona and, and that, that situation, you're over at Iron Mountain, which is a pretty decent, uh, climb over there as well. And then that kind of leads you over into, uh, the mission trails area. Yeah. That's where things got really gnarly was in mission trails for sure. So I had the opportunity to go with you for a couple miles, um, which was awesome to get out there and support you. We were on Kwaipei Mountain doing repeats, right? Or I guess I did one one with you. You ended up doing, what, 12? Was it 12? I don't think 12. I think 10. But 
Well, 10, 10, 12, <laughs> whatever it is. Yeah. It's a, it's a solid, it's a solid stretch of repeats. And it, it was like a mile and a quarter or something like that every single time up. So I saw you on your first time up. Once you got to that eighth, ninth and 10th, like what, where, where's, where's your physical and mental aspect at right there? I mean, yeah, I think that was probably the toughest part for me. So what had happened was my plan initially was I wanted to do all the five peaks, but, uh, I think the tool that I used to create the route, the, um, the reroute we had to do in the Barona area resulted in my miles being higher and my elevation lower than what I was expecting going into, um, into mission trail. So to not have my miles get like ridiculous, uh, you know, like 220 or 230 or something. Uh, I kind of like brainstorm with the team, like how can I get the least amount of miles? Because I'm not worried about the miles. Cause as soon as I finish, as soon as I head to the beach, I'm going to get over the 200. So how can I get the least amount of miles with the most vert? And the consensus was, well, well, quite pay peak is uh 1.2 miles straight up like 875, 900 feet. Uh, that avert I could get. So I was like, okay, uh, I think I even told you, man, like my uh, elevation challenges with you or with endurance race series and just different things I'd done kind of prepped me for seeing the same hill yeah. a bunch of times. So I was like, okay, like this is what we're going to do. But we set up the aid station right at the bottom of the hill. I had, you know, unbelievable support from the community who kind of like camped out at the bottom and different people just kept going up and down literally like i think for somebody told me it was like 12 or 15 hours straight of just going up and down up and down (laughs) um and yeah it's like steep it's technical it's not like it wasn't pretty it was super tough but the people being with me really helped um, I definitely, I think at the, after the seventh peak, I really started to struggle where I was like really getting over it. So I knew what I, I knew for me, what I needed to do. And that was basically, I needed to go take a nap. Um, so I took like, I think an hour and a half nap, hour, 20 minute nap to make myself feel like a reset, a new day and kind of coming back to that peak with like that mindset, like, Hey, now it's it's not number eight number nine and number ten this is now number one yeah and so like i i kind of played with my mind a little bit and after that nap i was like all right i only got three more to go and then that kind of made it manageable again and then i hit the three peaks um again like i had people i had my buddy nick like i don't remember the times exactly but like he showed up like at midnight and like slept in the car until I got there, I had this other buddy, Javi, who just came like at midnight as well to just do a hike with me. So it was, it was amazing, man. And I know last time we talked of just how awesome the San Diego community is. And, uh, and it was, man. And, and, and at some point earlier in the night, like the San Diego trail runners came out and met me for a loop, you know? Yeah. So just all of that was just so much energy, so much love, so much support. And for me, like I feel off that. So, you know, it was bad. It was, it was gnarly. It was tough, but all of that really helped me get through it. So I, I want to come, I want to swing back around to the community thing in a second, because I, 
me being out there for, I think I was out there for an hour, I think with you, but and I, from what I saw, it was amazing. So I want to circle back around to that in just a second. So we get done uh, with your 10th uh, repeat. That's the decision to make your way to the beach. Like <laughs> that's gotta be such a huge mental relief that you're like, okay, elevation is done. Now all I got to get to is this certain point. And like, so what, how's that, how does, does that change like moving forward? Does that like propel you to be just like, let's just get this over. And, and did you notice any, <laughs> any, any like speed adjustment at all? Or is it just like after a hundred hours already, you're just like, I, I'm just going to go and see what happens. So I like, so at earlier, um, I believe it was, man, I don't know if it was iron mountain, um, or where, at what point, but there was a point where my feet really started to swell up. Uh, and I had to switch to a 12 and a half shoe and I'm a size in 11 and a half. I switched to the 12, which was too tight. And then I had to go to 12 and a half. So my feet were really in a lot of pain. Uh, I had fell, uh, coming down quite on one of the hikes, all of the heat in the three days, like I don't think I could have picked a worse three days in San Diego to <laughs> do this challenge. Cause yeah. like from 8 AM to 8 PM, it felt like it was 90 to hundred degrees out in East County. And I think it, it literally was, um, mm -hmm. and the ground just felt super hot and there's no, you know, at least in Bigfoot, we got, we got a uh, shade after day yeah. one, you know, there, there's no shade so, out in East County, right? <laughs> there's no shade. It was, I was so exposed. Um, and I think that was also a really tough battle. It was just battling the heat because I got to keep going. Kind of having all of that. And then my feet were in a lot of pain. Um, I absolutely was like, okay, like I'm going to hit 200 miles well before the beach. And I had, and when I came off of that last peak, I had already hit the elevation I needed to hit. So absolutely my mind was going, all right, like we had issues. We had to pivot. Uh, you know, like you could call it a day and end it, you know, somewhere on Claremont Mesa Boulevard or whatever road we went down. Yeah. And so I was, I was debating that and I was going like, okay, should I just call it somewhere like not that cool? And because I, I'm, I'll be over the 200 miles and I'll be over the 33,800 feet of vert I needed to get to qualify this as my second crown for the triple crown attempt. And I was like debating the idea, like, should I just call it and immediately start recovering? My feet really hurt and get to resting and be proud that I hit it. And I was debating. And then I started talking to Justin, who, again, was right with me. I told him, I was like, we, like long story, we were going back and forth and, and talking. And then he was like, well, what did you say you were going to do? I was like, man, I told my girls we're going to end it at the beach. He's like, that's what you got to do. I'm <laughs> like, man, you're right. So like, I just love having people like him around, you know, and, and just to have my back on doing what I said I was going to do. You know, I think maybe somebody else would have said like, ah, I call it, you know, maybe I would have thought about it more, but as soon as he said it, it was done. I was like, you're right. Yep. I need to finish this and I need to finish it the way I said I was going to finish it. So I ended up running depending on the, like uh, Cal Topo said, I did 210. Uh, my watch, I think said 208. I ended up running like an extra six miles or eight miles from mission trails all the way to finish at the Belmont park, you know? And so now I have that, uh, living example to my daughters that, Hey, when we say we're going to do something, we're going to do yeah. it. And so yeah. I was able to share that with them. 
I thought one of the coolest things and, and one congratulations, by the way, this is amazing that, that you're you. able to navigate all of all of the craziness of, you know, South and East County down to get you over to to Mission Trails and Iron Mountain and, and the beach, which is a little bit more navigate. You can navigate it a little bit easier because it's easier to get from point yeah. A to point B in those areas. So congratulations on that. What I really saw, there's two two things. One, your sister and the rest of your crew just crushed it. And I know the conversation, I've had plenty of conversations with her during that whole entire time and she was kind of updating me and everything else. And so just a shout out to her for like everything that she probably did for you, like she was doing for you and the rest of your crew. I mean, you know, the guys that I had a chance to meet, Justin and Julian and, and Jeremy and everybody, I mean, those guys crush it. Yeah. And again, it goes back to conversation after conversation we have said you know, about community. People come out in all different areas of, of the yeah. county at different times of day uh, in the evening like people were coming out at midnight and stuff and mission the San Diego trail runners came out and ran their Monday night group run with you my sister is an absolute rock star um, and she did she did and she does uh, an incredible job crewing me um, and, and when my brother fills those shoes he's the same so like I have you know my right hand left hand like best support system between those two when it comes to doing these crazy challenges they take such good care of me and this last one was different because they didn't not only took care of me they took care of like the community of everybody who came out like i literally never ran alone i had probably like one to maybe 40 you know like when the trail runners come out maybe 60 like one to 60 people always with me um my wife also um was incredible she was like shuttling in food cooking food making food bringing food out um my oldest daughter uh really warmed my heart because she never gets to crew you know, in, you know, Bigfoot, Moab and all these things because of the terrain or the distance or, you know, it's, it's a lot more difficult where this one, I knew when I designed it, you know, they'd always be probably within 40 minutes uh, of where I'm at. So literally every day aid station, my eldest came and she was crewing everybody. Hey, what do you need? And giving out waters. And, and so, yeah, it was really, really, really beautiful. And then like my sister-in-law, you know, so I had a lot of people helping kind of crew the crew, <laughs> which was, uh, which was neat. Uh, and kind of, I don't know if we had planned, you know, as many people coming out as it would. And that kind of became a bigger task than initially thought, but it was beautiful. Um, the community coming out, like, I don't think I've still processed how many people, like you said, uh, I had my buddy, Brandon, Justin and Jeremy literally drove 16 hours from Bend, Oregon to come be a part of this. My buddy Julian flew in from Florida. So many people from like all over SoCal, like LA, Orange County, drove down just to, you know, do parts of me. Like you said, San Diego Trail Runner pivoted their typical course to come be with me. Uh, I had people just show up literally in the middle of the night, sleeping cars waiting for me. My friend Veronica, like, it came out like three or four different times. Um, so like it was, it, what, what was really, be- so it was really beautiful to take that all in and see these people give back, 
you know, to me or to help me get through was like mind blowing. But it was also really beautiful to see these people not know one another. And like, I'm dying back here, right? I'm freaking miserable, like <laughs> on my last legs. And I'm looking in front of me and I see like 10 people, right? And they're having the best time and they're getting to know each other and they're exchanging phone numbers and they're talking about like doing something later in the week. So it was really beautiful to see all these people who didn't know each other connect. And now my belief is all of them are going to be lifelong friends. And like we talked about it after the race at dinner, like it was just so cool to see everybody connect and act like family within minutes of knowing each other. And that, is what's really jacking me up big time. Uh, it was just really cool to see. Yeah, I mean, again, it's the community here in San Diego is is amazing, and and I, when I was out there for you know just those couple of miles, the the individuals that I met um, that came down from Riverside and Orange County, and you know, it was just really cool just to see. And they and they drove down for two miles, and they and they yeah. left, and it was just like you know what that shows a lot of you know how much this community is, is, has been brought together, you know, in Southern California and how, how much impact you have on this, this community as well. So it's, it's awesome. And I thank you for that. But yeah, man, I, I, uh, I'll let you go. I know you're hanging out with your family now, so I won't keep you on much longer, but, uh, again, Hector, congratulations on everything. And Moab, uh, 240 is, is next month. So I know you're getting ready to go out and prep for that here soon. So good luck to you on that. Yeah. We'll have, we'll have some conversations here in the, in the, in the future for sure. I'll say one thing, man, is, uh, I want to definitely end with, um, I'll never be somebody that takes more than they give. So, uh, I'm going to find ways to continue to give back like tenfold, uh, everything everybody did for me on, uh, this past race. So you can count on that. Okay. Thanks for listening in everyone. That was our special race recap of the San Diego 200, which was the virtual 200 for uh, the Tahoe event in the Triple Crown. Special shout out and congratulations to Hector Rodriguez for completing this. And uh, thank you to the community for showing up and supporting someone like Hector. I mean, he does a lot for the community, brings the community together. And we've seen that uh, over the course of his races, his challenges he does. And it was awesome to personally see how much support he got from from our community and from those from around the country. So thanks, everybody, for being there. Thanks for listening in. Congratulations, actor. And I will see you out on the trails real soon. Mm-hmm.